Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Remy Battery, family-owned and operated since 1931, serving Milwaukee along with Escanaba and Houghton, Michigan, and now also in Waukesha, Wisconsin as Challenger Battery, RemyBattery.com, and by the Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association, CastleRock-Petenwell.com. I'm Dan Small. Today, Remy Battery President Mike Miller talks about Remy's acquisition of Challenger Battery. Wendy Gelhoff tells us why we should head to Florence County this month, and Dumper Dan reports on Lake Michigan fishing action off Sheboygan. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio, so stay right there. It's time now for Madison Outdoors, and you hear this feature every week on WTSO, the Big 1070, at this time. On, on our podcast at any time on Lakelink, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joining us once again from DNS Bait Tackle and Fly Fishing on Northport Drive in Madison is DNS proprietor Pat Hasberg. Well, Pat, thanks for joining us, and welcome back. Hey, Dan. Always a pleasure. Happy to be here. Well, gosh, I listened to your fishing report, and folks, he posts a fishing report every Friday morning on his Facebook page, which is D&S Bait and Tackle, and gosh, there's a lot going on right now on the Madison chain. Yeah, it's a great time to be on the water here in Madison, or anywhere in southern Wisconsin, really. All the fish are either spawning or done spawning, and uh, they're either hungry or protecting their beds and being aggressive doing that, so it's um, fish are snapping all over the chain here in Madison. Well, let's take a tour and see what we can learn. How about Mendota, for starters? Well, Mendota's been uh, is the largest and coldest of the lakes, so the spawn of, has been a little slower. All the other lakes have been um, warming up a little faster, but uh, on Mendota, the bass, I've heard that largemouth bass are still on beds a little bit, and the bluegills are just starting to get on beds. Uh, catfish are snapping all over the north end of the lake here. Um, bat, uh, smallmouth bass and walleye are starting to move out deeper, and I've heard about some reports of them on their mid-lake uh, humps and points, uh, which is their typical summer pattern where they start to move out a little deeper. Uh, and northern pike, uh, especially on Mendota, have been very plentiful. So, But a good year class of northern pike in that 20 to 30-inch range. People are catching a lot of them, which is a lot of fun. Okay. And what about Monona? Monona's been uh, a little quiet, I guess, uh, from at least from what I hear around the shop. Uh, there are uh, some bluegills up shallow on beds uh, in the Oldbrook Park area and also uh, in the Monona Bay Triangles, uh, a little bit in Turville Bay. I haven't heard much for bass or walleye off that lake. Uh, and, and, of course, Monona is famous for its awesome musky population, but I feel like it's a little early for muskies yet. That's typically something that gets going in June, but of course we've had a, a cool spring, so things are just a little behind there, but uh, it should be ramping up here anytime now. Okay, and going on down the chain, Wabisa? Wabisa's been uh, snapping as far as uh, bluegills there up on beds, and Wabisa has a lot of great um, bedding areas for, for bluegills that are spawning, so uh, they're up, they're up shallow and on their beds. I, I, I do urge people to take a, you know, a, be a little bit responsible when they're. It's tempting to take these gills off their beds, but you want to keep the big ones uh, on the beds so that they have a chance to make baby bluegills and keep keep the the great populations of panfish we have here going. But uh, other than that, uh, walleyes uh, out a little deeper off Babcock Park, and I've heard. Um, about some walleyes on the southeast shoreline there too, and in that uh, 20 feet of water range has been uh, has been pretty good. Okay, Kiganza, you hear anything from down the chain? Kiganza is uh, producing some giant bluegills right now. I had uh, a guy come in the other night, and he was he had eight bluegills that were over 10 inches. Oh my goodness! Uh, so oh my yeah yeah. Yep. Uh, of course, he was a little tight-lipped about the location of those fish, but uh, you know, Kiganza is a, a, a beautifully clear lake, and 
great spawning areas. You know, to, the lake is essentially a, a big bowl, so it's a, kind of featureless. Uh, in the middle, large flats where people catch walleye and perch, but along the edges, uh, you're, you're going to find bluegills more or less anywhere you go on that lake. So uh, they've been getting a, a, a lot of nice gills out of, out of Lake Kiganza too lately. Okay. Uh, how about Kashkinon? Do you get reports from that far south? I do. Um, I get reports uh, from Kashkinon and on the Rock River. Uh, Kashkinon itself, I've heard about some good walleyes being caught where the Rock River dumps in at the, at the kind of the east end of the lake there. Um, I, I, I have heard about uh, some good white bass action down at Indian Ford, which is just downstream yep. of the lake. Yep. And then I've, he- I've heard um, some good reports of still some white bass up at the Jefferson Dam and uh, some walleyes uh, in between Jefferson and, and Fort there and some of the deeper holes. So some good, good fishing there. And uh, Wisconsin River, too, same deal. That had some great, uh, great reports coming out of the Sock Dam, and uh, the Pettenwell Dam, and Castle Rock uh, dams have all been, been real great. Okay, how about um, Lake Wisconsin? Lake Wisconsin, I haven't heard a lot coming out of there. Just recently, it was it was good early in the season. I haven't heard much for walleye action, and I actually had a few folks uh, saying that it had slowed down for them. Uh, but of course, the panfish. Um, there in the, in the bays uh, and along the grade uh, have been picking up bluegills are in at the grade and they're spawning so uh, it's been um, it's been pretty good for panfish I but I haven't heard much for walleye okay how about uh, let's look at trout streams now I know you've added uh, fly uh, tackle and uh, an assortment of flies and some other materials there are you getting much interest from fly fishermen from trout fishermen Definitely, yeah. I get every single day. I get a few people coming in asking about fly stuff, and we're doing our best to get it up on the walls. I've got a decent selection of lines from Scientific Angler, and we've got uh, some uh, rods uh, ranging from uh, some nicer St. Croix rods down to some entry level rods and reels. Um, but we're, we're, we're I'm, I'm working on placing a bulk fly order uh, this week, actually, and uh, hope to get some more stuff on the on the walls here soon. But um, as far as reports for uh, trout go, fishing's been good around the area. We had some rain that clouded the streams up a couple of weeks ago, or I mean last week. And uh, the, the streams have recovered from that. I was actually out just last night with a friend. Uh, we had heard about a, a nice sulfur hatch, or sulfur hatches that have been coming off around the area. And, and if nobody know, or if people don't know, sulfur is a bright yellow mayfly that comes off usually in the evenings this time of year. And, we found the sulfurs and we found some fish, so we had a great time last night uh, getting, getting some trout in the area. Do you find um, trout of any size come up for those uh, early mayflies, or is it mostly the little ones? Oh, the big ones come up for them. It, you know, it's you're going to catch a lot of small fish, but you can definitely find um, uh, the occasional big fish. I've caught them up to 20 inches on, Ooh. you know, a size 18 dry fly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're in there. And and I've caught fish that big on streams that, you know, I can jump across, Yeah. you know, on a, on a dry fly. So it doesn't matter the size of the stream, and it doesn't matter the size of the bait. Those, those big fish will grab those. Yeah. How do you target a big fish uh, in in small trout streams? Very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you sight fishing yeah. mostly, or...? No, I, you know, it's, it's hard. In those small streams, though, if there's a big fish in there, they're going to be tucked up in the corners. Yeah. They're going to be tucked tucked under the grass. You're, you're not likely to see them feeding or hiding. And, um, you know, you just have to learn from trial and error and experience about where you find fish and, and, and hope for the best. Catch your lures in there and just do your best, and it, it, it'll either happen or it won't. Yeah, so. it, it might take two or three trips if you see a fish in a particular hole uh, if somebody else doesn't catch it and take it out of there, it's likely to still be there next time you come back. That's right. I've, I, I could I could tell you about several fish that I've caught year after year, going back the same time of year, and they they you know they're there uh, pretty consistently, and usually about a half inch bigger than they were the year before. So, uh-huh. well, that's nice that, that there are some survivors that that actually. Uh, live more than two or three years in those streams because uh, 20 inch fish that's got to be five or six years old at least I would think oh yeah 
yep, yep. And yeah, leaving those fish in is great. They're, they're, frankly, I don't, I don't think they're that good eating when they get that big. So yeah. it's great to try to snap a pick and keep the fish wet and give them a, a quick release and, and save them for somebody else to catch or, or come back a year later and get them again. All right. Well, before we let you go, Pat, store hours. We're open six to six every day, uh, but Sunday, and we're open Sunday six to five. So basically six to six every day. Yeah. All right. Well, Pat, thanks so much for that uh, upbeat report. We'll be checking in with you as the summer progresses and see how the fishing is going. Awesome. Thanks so much, Dan. Uh, always a good time talking to you. You bet. Pat Hasberg, proprietor of DNS Bait Tackle and Fly Fishing on Northport Drive in Madison. His website is dsbait.com, and his weekly fishing report posted every Friday morning on his Facebook page, DNS Bait and Tackle. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. If you are ever in a motor vehicle accident, call Hupe and Abraham, named best personal injury law firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm Voted Best and Rated Best, Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit hupe.com. And all 11 offices of Hupe and Abraham in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois are open for business. Well, joining me once again from his home base in Wisconsin Rapids and home from yet another tournament, Jeff Kelm. Well, Jeff, welcome back, and uh, how'd it go last weekend? Uh, well, weather was good. Bite was a little off for the anglers on Green Bay. Uh, the wind had switched around on them basically completely opposite from what they were pre-fishing for day one. So it was a very odd situation for the anglers. They did fine, though. Uh, Tom and Brandon McPeak from Wapaka, Wisconsin, they won with only handing in nine of the ten fish allowed. With 63 wow. pounds. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Those are some... Now, these are bass, right? These are walleye. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, wow. Those are those are honker walleye. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. And how, how did they do it? So, uh, they didn't want to give all of their secrets, Dan, and this is the reason mm-hmm. why. We had announced, and, and they knew this, coming, uh, they found out uh, the day before we publicly announced it, is... Uh, we uh, have the National Team Championship, a 250-boat event, coming to Marinette the first weekend of June next year. So mm-hmm. all they gave us was that they went north, and we don't know exactly how far north. We think it was about 40 miles north, uh, but because um, that seems to be where a number of the anglers were going to uh, find some warmer water uh, after a number of days of south winds uh, over the course of pre-fishing, but... Um, into Michigan waters, and um, they uh, they got a chance. They have a paid entry into that national team championship next season. So they didn't want to share everything in case <laughs> it comes back on them uh, later sure. on. Wow! So nine fish, sixty some pounds, sixty three pounds. Yep. Man, and who, who, the second place team, how close were they? They were within four pounds. Second and third were within four to six pounds. And then fourth place on down didn't even touch seven pounds, uh, as far as, uh, to the, to the leaders. It was quite, or, uh, sorry, 10 pounds. Uh, fourth place was 53 pounds and some change. So, uh-huh. Big, big gap in between. And that just shows how tough the fishing was. Uh, but once you were on the right program, it seemed to work. Yeah, and that happens often in the tournaments. You've got pre-fishing for a couple of days. The weather's going to change in the spring, and sure enough, it does. The wind shifts and, you know, a new game on. Yeah, basically. absolutely. You know, the first day uh, after day one, the leaders, Scott Fileski and... Um, uh, Ken Ratty, they had, uh, 39 pounds with five fish, a mm. uh, great wow. big bag. They caught zero fish the next day. Zero. Oh Not mm. one. So, um, yeah, big changes with weather coming in and out. Wow. And running 40 miles with a big boat 
Let's burn a little bit of gas, and I'm guessing they're paying in the neighborhood of five bucks a gallon uh, at the marinas for gas. Absolutely, uh, Dan. They're paying more than that, and uh, yeah, they there was a lot of talk about gas prices, and there's going to be going forward. Uh, I think for sure we're going to be seeing some issues with uh, fuel prices uh, in yeah. the near future. Yeah, I would think. Well, I'm gassing up to go north this weekend to do some musky fishing with my brother and every time i drive by the local gas station it goes it's uh creeping up 10 cents a day Mm -hmm. or or, you know or more and you know i'm towing a boat so (laughs) i'm it's going to cost me 100 bucks probably just to get there but we'll uh make the best of it once we're there so you've got another tournament this weekend this is the big walleye weekend in fond du Lac. yeah this is mercury nationals during walleye weekend in fond du Lac, wisconsin 282 teams on lake winnebago uh looking for their five best walleyes uh each day saturday and sunday and we'll see how that uh how that goes you know i know winnebago's kind of Oh, I, I guess you could say kind of on a downturn right now. It's not exactly everybody's favorite place to go fish all the time. Uh, you, you don't have the same sizes, you know, size classes the bay does right now. And, um, it's a, it's a tough bite out there, but, uh, you know, 282 teams, somebody's going to find them. Somebody's going to be impressed, uh, bring an impressive bag at some point. And, uh, we should have some fun this weekend in Fond du Lac if you want to come join us. Yeah, but you're certainly not going to average seven pounds per wall. No, you're not, not on the Winnebago system. No, no. Yeah. You need a pretty special day and you probably won't do it two days for sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, um, we've got all our livestock on the ground now. I, I, <laughs> I think it's safe to say we had two buck kids. Uh, I think last time we talked, we had one little buck from a yearling doe and then sure enough the other yearling doe a day later dropped another buck and so we have two bucks no does this year from from our uh, nigerian dwarf goats and they're cuties right now and they're just uh, learning to be little goats and hopping around like gra- i call them grasshoppers at at this stage because that's what they look like they just bounce and bounce and bounce so we may uh, turn them into weathers if we can't find customers who want bucks um or we keep them as bucks if we find somebody who wants a a purebred buck with good lineage and they're both good looking one of them is absolutely gorgeous he's uh, half black he's kind of like a black and tan coonhound that's the closest i can compare him to with a little bit of white here and there and the other guy's chocolate brown with a white tip on his tail so when he wags his tail it's Kind of like a, a bird dog with a nice white flag on the tail. Well, it's interesting, Dan. I mean, you, uh, you know, uh, like in the dairy industry, you know, obviously a, a female cow, a heifer is uh, preferred. Uh, yeah. uh, do you have a preference? Is it easier to sell a, 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 a doe, a doe yeah. versus a buck? <clears throat> yes, it is. Um, there's more call for does because obviously does can breed and have uh, more kids Mm -hmm. and you need only one buck um, to service a number of does Mm -hmm. and some people go for you know a real um, high class stud buck so to speak and will breed a bunch of does to to that animal we did that a couple years ago and we kind of spread the wealth around this time we have two different sires so these little bucks are um, related kind of uh, two generations back, I think, which is not bad. Um, and that way, if we kept them, we can use them in our breeding if mm-hmm. we want to, mm-hmm. as long as we put them with the right gal. Sure. So, well, there you go. That's the way it goes. And the other exciting thing, uh, I was out uh, digging thistle, you know, bull mm-hmm. thistle and Canada thistle. Uh, it's I, I'm thinking of you and the pollinators every time I <laughs> dig one because... Uh, the bees, the bumblebees love it. I'm sure the honeybees do. Yeah. But it's uh, nasty and invasive in your pasture. And so uh, once the other flowers are, are out, I just dig it and, and toss it. And while I was doing that, I noticed I saw movement in the creek. And I looked over, and here's a hen wood duck with 11 ducklings. Oh, wow. And it looked like one of those little kids' toy trains, you know, where there's a... <laughs> You've probably yes, seen them, a, yes. a big duck and a little uh-huh. one. Uh, and I got some video of them, and I posted it. I hope they uh, will post it on the Outdoor News Wisconsin Facebook page. Um, 
It was kind of cool. But boy, they are very shy. The mother went up under some roots, and I followed them upstream, and uh, they they don't stick around to be photographed. They're, if you don't catch them when they go by you, forget it. Mm-hmm. You're out of luck. Mm-hmm. So, cool. They are. They are wild critters. As are our lambs. They are wild as the wind. We move them almost daily to a different paddock, and uh, we, we keep them up on the hill pasture and then in the creek area for a while uh, because that stuff otherwise just grows up, grows wild, and I want them to eat down the burdock and other things. But when they get on the wrong side of the fence and you try to catch a, a, a lamb that's two weeks old, good luck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a must. Muskynet is the best way, I find. Ah, well, there you go. <laughs> anyway, well, Wendy Gelhoff comes out of retirement uh, in just a couple of minutes to invite us to explore Florence County this month. And she's talking about uh, mushrooming and exploring waterfalls. So there's lots to do up there. Uh, Mike Miller shares details. Finally, we get some details of Remy Battery's acquisition of Challenger Battery in Waukesha. And Charter Captain Dumper Dan Welch joins us again, and he says the cohos are just going nuts off Sheboygan. So all that and more coming up on Outdoors Radio. Celebrate with the best rods on earth Saturday, June 18th in Park Falls, Wisconsin at St. Croix's annual Customer Appreciation Day. Enjoy seminars with top pros, casting instruction, a free brat lunch, and get amazing deals on St. Croix rods, apparel, and other items. Attend a free concert with Joe Booker and the Top Raiders at 2 and UMG Nashville singer-songwriter Cassie Ashton at 4. Come celebrate fishing fun and family at St. Croix Rod in Park Falls Saturday, June 18th. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. We at Remy Battery Company want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the past 90-plus years and your continued support of our local, family-owned company. Stop in and see the expertise of over nine decades of battery knowledge and customer service. Let us take care of the batteries for all of your needs, from power tools to sump pumps and ATVs to hunting decoys, even down to the smallest hearing aids, big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small, and it's time now for an update on Lake Michigan fishing in the Sheboygan area, sponsored, as always, by Dumper Dan's Sport Fishing Charters, Condos, and Riverfront Store, right there on South Pier Drive in Sheboygan, and on the web at DumperDan.com. He's also on Facebook at Dumper Dan Sport Fishing Charters, and our interviews are posted on his Facebook page as well. Our second sponsor this week is Sly's Midtown Saloon. They're located at 508 North 8th Street in Sheboygan, on the web at slysbarandgrill.com, that's S-L-Y-S, and on Facebook at Sly's Midtown. Well, joining us once again from Sheboygan, from Dumper Central, is Captain Dan Welch, Dumper Dan himself. Well, Dan, thanks for joining us again. You betcha. I'm back and ready to talk fishing once again. Well, how is the fishing? Well, since we spoke last, which wasn't too long ago, it's improved 110%. Good. It's unbelievable. Good. So what are you catching? We're catching what we should be catching this time of year, and that's coho salmon, which is like the... Filet mignon of steak here for salmon on the grill. It's just delicious. It's They're fun to catch. They don't get very big in size, and they're not here all summer, so they're kind of a targeted species when they are here for everybody, from private anglers to charter boat captains, and I've even been taking my personal boat out the Robalo and catching some fish for the grill, too. They run in size, Dan, anywhere from three, four pounds up to about seven, eight pounds. They average about six pounds, and they're just a really bright red meat, and delicious to eat let me tell you yeah i'm very familiar with filet of coho and your facebook page has some photos of uh, i guess the fillets that that you caught the fish you caught and uh, grilling what, what kind of grilling advice can you give us for 
uh, dealing with cohos? Drilling cohos is very simple, and that's what's really nice about it. You don't have to put a lot of seasoning on or sauces or anything like that. I mean, to be honest with you, Dan, salt and pepper is, is just perfect. I buy a seasoning, actually, that's here in town. It's at Meesville Meat Market. It's called savory salmon seasoning, and it's a powder with all the ingredients in it. It's kind of like a Lowry's, but with more ingredients in it, you know, targeted for fish for on the grill, and it just gives it that extra flavor at Meesfeld. They sell it there. I would highly recommend it. You probably have other seasonings at different places that are similar, but just a, just a, you know, a seasoning on top of the, the fish is plenty good, a little bit of butter, and that's it, and, and these fillets aren't as thick as like the Kings and the Lakers and the Steelhead, so they cook quick. You don't have to cook them real long. You cook them skin down on tin foil, very easy. A little bit of butter gets real moist, and they're done real quick. And you take a spatula and just peel the fish or the meat right off the skin that's fixed to the tin foil, and you put it right on your plate. It's very good. Do you cover that fillet when you're grilling it or not? I do not. I mean, when I get into the, we'll talk about that, you know, later here in July and August, when we get into the king grilling, that's a little different. Now we wrap up a little more because the meat's three times as thick, and sometimes uh, we have other recipes for that, too, that we add more ingredients. But for the, the cohorts, just keep it simple, and you don't have to wrap it. You can physically see it cook, and, you know, once it flakes up, you know, you really you can't go wrong. I mean, you can't overcook it, can't undercook it, really. I mean, it's pretty easy, and and salt and pepper is, is just fine, too, and lowery salt, whatever, the seasoning I just mentioned, and that's it, you know, and, and it's, really, it's really good. And so my wife's favorite fish is the coho salmon, and that's why we go out in the Roballo and catch, a, catch some and put them in the freezer for, for family because we, we eat that quite often when, when the fish are here to be had. And that's this time of year, you know, that later May and all of June into early July is when them cohos are here off the port of Sheboygan and in the last few days we've caught limits of them for our clients so uh you know 10 to 15 20 fish a boat so they're there to be had so take advantage of it how are you catching them Dan we're catching them um, up high in the water column the top 30 foot range because the water's still cold I mean it's warming up and it warmed up enough to target these cohos to get to us they, they migrate from the south end of the lake to the north end they are here off Sheboygan right now. Port Washington was getting them real well last week. We knew they were heading this way. If uh, water temp right now off Sheboygan is 46 degrees on the surface, down 50 feet it's 42 degrees. So they're in that top 30-foot range. We're catching them on little red dodgers and green flies are just dynamite trolling for these cool salmon. Any small spoons, anything silver, orange, silver, green, silver, yellow, chartreuse, spoons, um, planer boards, little lead core setups one three and five color lead core to get the spoon down a few feet in the water column work well dipsies downriggers but keep everything up high top 30 to 40 feet they're always usually in the top 30 and when you get into these fish dan you can get multiple hookups i mean you get in a school of them they're chasing bait and by the way dan we got a pile of bait in the lake because uh, there's fish everywhere chasing these shad and eelwife and you mark them on the graph you mark them on the fish finders and their bellies are full of them. So that's why these coals are here as well. So once you find the bait, you'll find the coal, look for that 45 to 50 degree water temp, and, and you'll be golden. Yeah, and a double or a triple. And one time you and I were out with two fathers and their sons, and we actually boated four <laughs> at once that were hooked. Uh, that can be more excitement than you would expect on a charter boat. And it's always fun on a charter boat. It is, it is, and you know how it is. It's you get four people back there, and you know two fish go one way, and two go to the other, yep. the other way, and it's under one, over the top, and don't get them tangled, don't break the line, net the fish. It's yeah, it's action packed, and and that's all it can get with these cohos. And don't get me wrong, too, Dan, we are we are uh, catching a few kings, lakers, and steelhead or rainbow trout with these fish as well. So when you do go out on a given day, you're going to get a, a basket of cohos or a cooler full of cohos, but you're also going to get some larger fish like kings we had a 24 pound king the other day that came in uh, that's our biggest of the year some of the lake trout are running 15 to 20 pounds the steelhead are 8 to 10 pounds so you get some variety too and that variety is going to get better and better as the cohos start to slow down a little bit you know usually the rainbows and the kings and lakers kind of pick up the slack all right well let's talk about our second sponsor sly's midtown saloon they're on 8th street Gosh, they're open at 7 a.m. I don't know many bars that open at 7, and they serve a dynamite breakfast, I understand. They do. Dave and Janet Sly own Sly's Midtown Saloon. I've been very good friends with them for a long, long time, and 
you got a great breakfast. You're right, Dan. And uh, people line up at the door at 7 a.m. and they're I've drove by there already. I've seen it myself, and I've I've eaten there plenty of times. And their breakfast is delicious. Uh, they got a nice menu. They got a nice lunch menu. Very nice bar right downtown Sheboygan, right in the heart of Sheboygan, and definitely a place to stop for a breakfast or for a lunch. And I saw an event posted for next Wednesday, the 15th, Geritol Karaoke, music from the 50s and 60s. Uh, maybe I should go. I think, I think you should. I'll meet you there. <laughs> <laughs> do you know any do you know any songs from that era? <laughs> uh, maybe one or two, but yeah. I think I could handle it. It sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I know the whole Beach Boys repertoire, so uh, yeah. I right. might show up there one of those days. You never know. Well, okay, so we got to let you go, but how do people get a hold of you? The phone's the best, and I mean, today was one of our record-setting days for phone calls. In fact, i got another one coming in right now as we speak, but we've had over 60 phone calls today. I answer the phone all day long. I answer all your questions. I get your reservation in, lodging, fishing, what have you, Riverfront Store. Uh, my number, 920-377-1147. Again, 920 920- Three seven seven eleven forty seven. The best way to get a hold of me. Otherwise, dumperdan.com on the internet Facebook page. We're posting every day pictures, videos, Dumper Dan sport fishing charters on Facebook. So give us a call. Get your reservations in. June's just about full, and July's filling fast. Uh, August, we got some dates open. We will be running till the end of September. So get on out here. Let's get her done. Get some fish in your freezer. All right. Well, Dan, thanks so much. We'll talk to you again in two weeks. You got it, buddy. Thank you. You bet. Dumper Dan Welch with the report from Sheboygan on Lake Michigan Action. Again, his website, DumperDan.com. And don't forget SliesBarAndGrill.com or Facebook, Slies Midtown. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at DanSmallOutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Florence County, Wisconsin invites you to explore thousands of acres of county, state, and national forest lands, plus wild rivers, ATV, UTV trails, and much more. You can learn all about these opportunities at exploreflorencecounty.com. And joining us now to tell us about what's going on in Florence County this month is Wendy Gelhoff. Now, she just retired as Executive Director of Florence County Economic Development, but we pulled her out of retirement for one more conversation. So, Wendy, thanks for joining us again. Yes, happy to be here. So what's going on in Florence County this time of year? I did have one event I should highlight maybe up front, Dan. The Camo Group, the Kids and Adults Mentoring Outdoors, they've got a Kids Hooked on Fishing event the weekend of July 9th from 8.30 a.m. till 1 p.m. So, yeah, that's coming up. People should plan ahead for that. And that's such a great event because they provide all of the materials you need, you know, the bait, the the fishing poles and rods, you know, all the equipment, um, plus the boats and volunteers to help your kids learn how to fish. And what's the date again? That is Saturday, July 9th from 8.30 in the morning till 1 p.m. They actually feed them lunch at the end, and parents can pick their kids up at 1 o'clock at the Lake Emily boat landing. Okay, great. I know the fellow who runs that, and uh, Mark is his name, and uh, we've done a couple segments with him for TV years ago. So I think uh, Mark Walters, I think it's um, a great group, um, and I'm glad to see they're working with you folks in Florence County. Yeah, we actually have several events throughout the year that our local group manages um, with camo, and there's a hunting event in the fall and this fishing event, and I believe there's an ice fishing event in the winter as well. Okay. Well, good. And for folks who want to learn more about that group, it's K-A-M-O-Kids.org, CamoKids.org, Camo with a K. So, cool. Well, so that's coming up in July, but June is upon us, and... You know, we've been having a hard time finding mushrooms here in southern Wisconsin, finding morels anyway. They just either came and went or hid or whatever, but we've been finding a lot of golden oysters. Have you got many mushrooms up there in Florence County? Yeah, off 
and on, different years, of course, um, certain species are real prevalent, and other times not so much. The, the morels seem to have also been a little elusive up here. I know I've been out a couple times and haven't found any. But yeah, I love the oyster mushrooms. They're technically my favorite, and they're pretty easy to find on um, standing dead popple trees or popple trees on the ground as well. And they're such a bright white, at least the ones I find up here, that you can actually see them driving along roads sometimes. So, oh, yeah. Um, it, you can tell that it's a, a mushroom you can't screw up. There's no dangerous counterfeit lookalike because it smells like licorice. It's got those little black beetles um, that are sometimes in the, the gills. And then there's no stem or cap. The veins, the gills come right out of the tree. So there, there's no other lookalike that you can mess up. And they're, they're very tasty, especially with asparagus, which is out this time of year as well. That's right. And I've been eating a lot of both of those. We have golden oysters down here along with the white okay. ones. So, And I've seen okay. at the farmer's market, I've seen blue ones and purple ones. And, man, there's just all kinds. Oh. But, uh, yeah, and I think dead ash trees as well. That's where we're finding them, but you probably have more aspen or popple up there than ash. Right, and I guess we've got more and more of the ash that's dying as well, although like you said, our forests don't have quite as many ash to begin with, but yeah, I'll have to look for them on ashes as well. The other mushroom I find periodically throughout the summer on dead oak is sulfur shelf or chicken of the woods. Oh, yeah. And it's bright bright yellow and it's in layers, and one trick I learned this year is I used to always harvest it, you know, fairly close to the tree and try to eat all of it. But actually, you take a knife vertically into the mushroom, and, and where it starts to get firm, you, you know, you just eat that soft, softer outer edge of it, and that, that makes it even better. But yeah, you can't miss those either. There's no other no other lookalike, really. They're bright yellow with sometimes a little orange on the edge, and they're very tasty, and they do have a texture of chicken. That's why they're called chicken of the woods. Uh-huh. And there's another one called hen of the woods, which is a different color, and that's a different mushroom altogether. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't had any luck finding those, but uh, one time down in Prairie du Chien area, down south there, I found one. So maybe you guys have a little more of those down that way? You know, I, I never find them, but I know people who do, and they're they're pretty big. And But those chicken of the woods, like you say, they're unmistakable, and the oysters as well. Now, you've got a lot of public land there, and it is permissible to harvest mushrooms on public land, as I understand it. Yes. Yes, that's correct. And our county forest, because of all the rotational harvesting and there's a lot of popple, you know, it's pretty easy to find mushrooms often on the county forest. You can go to our visitor center and, and talk to folks and get some good maps to help you find out where some of the more recent harvests are because a lot of times with morels too, they're looking for some disturbed soil in the last couple of years and tend to set them off more. So you can go check with them and, and talk to the county forester or state or national forest folks as well, all at our visitor center uh, to get maps of where some of the more recent harvests have been. And another one we found this year for the first time, the pheasant back oh, yeah. uh, mushroom. Yep. Yeah, that was good. What's the other name for it? Saddle something. Um, Yeah, Dryad's Saddle. That's it. Thank D- you. <laughs> D-R-Y-A-D apostrophe saddle. And I looked it up once. I've forgotten the details. But, folks, you can check that out. It, you have to eat that one when it's soft and tender, uh, at least in yes. my book. I've, You know, most of the time I find them and they're, they're already tough, and so I don't pick them. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we have one book at our visitor center. It's a real thin book. It's called The Six Easiest to Identify Mushrooms, and it's got great pictures, and it, it's it's the six that really don't have any poisonous look-alike, so they're very safe. And, yeah, it's just a fun activity to do with your family and friends out in the woods. And like Dan said before, we've got about 200,000 acres of public land, so you can explore all over the place. Cool. And where is the visitor center for folks who've never been there? It's on the corner of US 2 and Highway 70, right on the edge of downtown Florence. Uh, it's a big brown building with a big sign that says Visitor, Visitor Center, and there's a welcome desk in there with informative brochures and maps and a little gift shop. And then you can also um, access our county forestry and parks department. The DNR has got an off- offices there, as well as the U.S. Forest Service with the Suquamish and Nicolay National Forest. Yeah, it's one of the handiest visitor centers I've ever visited because all your all your offices are there, as you mentioned, county, state, and yeah, federal, right. and and your local people too. So, well, and and on that public land, uh, and specifically on some of your wild rivers, there are some waterfalls, and I would imagine they're looking pretty good this time of year. We've had a ton of water this year, so yeah, the waterfalls are just thunderous and um, gorgeous and relaxing to sit and watch and. Um, take photos. Yeah, I, I enjoy going to both. Uh, our largest two are Breakwater Falls, which is a 60-foot total drop over three tiers, um, followed by LaSalle Falls, which is one single drop of 22 feet. 
Um, and there's good signage throughout our county to the seven different waterfalls that have hiking trails that go into them. Some of them, like LaSalle Falls, it's about a mile hike in, but the rest of them are shorter than that. Uh, we've got a waterfall guide brochure that gives you all the details on how to get to the waterfalls and as well as a map. And then it also talks about, you know, how um, the, the situation with the trail going in, you know, with, is it strenuous or easy, that type of thing. None of them are paved just so, you know, it wouldn't be easy to get a wheelchair in necessarily. But because they're all on wild rivers, they don't allow paved trails. Um, but it's just gorgeous because there's no development along these wild rivers. They're a real special place. Yeah, and I, I, I know that uh, the waterfalls are popular, and I think it would be a great full-day outing to uh, maybe spend the morning looking for mushrooms and then take a hike to visit a couple waterfalls in the afternoon. That definitely, yeah, and you can you could probably cover all of our waterfalls in one day if you wanted to, but we the brochure kind of has them grouped into two sections to make it for more of a half-day adventure. Um, but also, the other thing that folks love to do with the Pine River particularly is tube floats. That's especially fun once the water gets a little warmer, maybe. <laughs> it might yeah. be a little chilly just now, but <laughs> we've got a real unique geographical situation called an oxbow where the Pine River um, flows to a spot where you put in, and then you can travel, depending on the water level and how fast the river is, roughly two to two and a half hours. And then where you take out, um, there's good signage there, it's only a quarter mile from where you started, so it makes kind of a big loop. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about shuttling cars. It's just an awesome situation. If you've got your own tubes, you can go do it any time, or you can rent tubes from natureswaterpark.com, and that's the actual um, DNR-approved concessionaire that does rentals for both um, tubes, kayaks, and canoes, oh, and as well as paddleboards. Fantastic. Well, Wendy, it looks like, as always, there's a lot to do in Florence County this time of year, and uh, we appreciate your sharing all these details with us. And uh, folks can also go to exploreflorencecounty.com to learn more. I hope we'll send some listeners up there for, you know, a long weekend or maybe an extended stay in Florence County. We'd love to have you. Yep, come up and visit. All right. Well, thanks, Wendy. Um, I know you are going to retire pretty soon, so enjoy <laughs> your your uh, vacation, your retirement, and don't be a stranger. We'll get you on again sometime. Awesome. Well, that'd be great, Dan. I'll miss talking to you. <laughs> well, it's always a pleasure talking to you, so thanks so much. <clears throat> Wendy Gelhoff, Executive Director, now retired, of Florence County Economic Development, as we mentioned you can learn all about these activities and places to explore at exploreflorencecounty.com and the natureswaterpark.com website will tell you all about their uh, offers as well. I'm Dan Small, more outdoors radio right after this. Celebrate with the best rods on earth Saturday, June 18th in Park Falls, Wisconsin at St. Croix's annual Customer Appreciation Day. Enjoy seminars with top pros, casting instruction, a free brat lunch, and get amazing deals on St. Croix rods, apparel, and other items. Attend a free concert with Joe Booker and the Top Raiders at 2 and UMG Nashville singer-songwriter Cassie Ashton at 4. Come celebrate fishing fun and family at St. Croix Rod in Park Falls Saturday, June 18th. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Get outside and let us be your guide. Florence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 miles of wooded ATV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to hike to, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the exploreflorencecounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. Castle Rock and Petenwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. With more than 60 square miles of water, they offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds, great fishing, bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Nacita National Wildlife Refuge. Learn more at castlerock-petenwell.com or on Facebook at Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association.
If your rifle, shotgun, handgun, or muzzleloader needs work this season, call Roger Williams at Northern Magnetic LLC. A licensed professional gunsmith for over 35 years, Roger can repair, customize, rebarrel, install sights and scope mounts, and more on all firearms, makes, and models. When you need a professional gunsmith, call Roger at 262-339-1798 or visit FixGuns.com. That's 262-339-1798 or FixGuns.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Remy Battery has been family owned and operated since 1931. They're located in Milwaukee on 43rd and Lincoln, as well as in Escanaba and Houghton in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. And now uh, you can find them in Waukesha at Challenger Battery. And also they have a website, RemyBattery.com. And joining us once again to talk about this big change or this addition to Remy Battery is Remy President Mike Miller. Well, Mike, welcome back to Outdoors Radio. Hey, Dan. Thanks for having me. Now, we teased this big news a couple of weeks ago, but now we can make it public. It's Challenger Battery that you've acquired there in Waukesha, right? Yes, it is. Challenger Battery. They've been, uh, Challenger Battery, uh, was a small family owned battery specialist out in, uh, the city of Waukesha on Sunset Drive. They've been in business since 1954 and the uh, current owners came and we, we found out through the rumor mill that they had sold their building and that they were ready to retire. We had been talking to them on and off about three, four years ago, but obviously we had that big fire at our main facility and then shortly after that the, the pandemic closures hit and so we kind of put that on hold, those conversations with those guys on hold. And uh, like I said, we had heard that they had sold their building and called them up and asked them what was going to happen. And they said, well, we're, we're, just, we're just looking to retire. And we're going to pretty much uh, lock the door on the last day of June and be done with the business. I said, well, hold on. Time out, guys. <laughs> so why don't we... And this was this is about uh, mid-April that we we picked up these conversations again, and a little bit of a whirlwind discussion. We had a lot of stuff going on here at uh, Remy Battery, and I had some business trips to to handle. But as soon as I got back from those, we sat down and hammered out a, a deal. And as of June 1st, we uh, we closed the deal, and we're now operating out of their uh, former location, continuing as Challenger Battery for at least the time being. Okay. Now, you said that their building was sold. Are you renting it now, or what's going on there? Yeah, that was that was part of all the negotiations. We, we had to uh, work with the new owner of the property, and we were able to strike up at least a uh, short-term lease for the next year, and the landlord wanted to see how we were going to be as tenants, and I know we'll be excellent tenants for them but he didn't want to tie up the property too long. So we're at least going to be in that location for the next year, and we're looking forward to getting to know the, the uh, new property owner and, and uh, you know, show to him that we'll be excellent tenants for him. So we'll continue to operate out of the same location that Challenger Battery had been operating out of for basically since their inception. Uh-huh, okay. For people who are not familiar with Remy Battery or who have maybe moved west and, and lost touch with you, what are you going to offer there in the new location? Dan, we're going to offer the same quality products that Challenger has been offering all those years, uh, but uh, obviously we're going to expand our product offerings in the coming months as, as we get settled into that location and when that dust settles a little bit. But we'll be able to offer the exact same complement of products that we offer any out of any of our other locations out of the uh, Waukesha Challenger Battery location as well. Okay, and for Challenger customers, I'm sure they have a customer base just as you do. Uh, do you have a message for them? Yeah, absolutely. We are uh, we're already currently reaching out to all the Challenger customers. So over the next several weeks, uh, we hope to. Uh, have some form of touch with them, whether it's uh, in person, over the phone, or or by mail. And, you know, we're going to, that's their commercial accounts, obviously. Uh, we're going to get out there and, uh, you know, show them and prove to them that uh, 
Our family-owned business is very similar to their family-owned business. We operate very similar to them, and the quality of service that uh, they've come to expect over the years from Challenger Battery, they can expect from us. That's the message, obviously, for uh, not only the commercial customers, but the, the retail customers also that have been using Challenger batteries for years and years as we, years. We felt that it was a very good fit, Dan. I mean, uh, we're a third generation going on a fourth generation family-owned business uh, that's been in business over 90 years now. And Challenger Battery being in business since the 50s, and they were family-owned. It just it seemed like a natural fit for us, and we figured we'd be able to dovetail the, the two operations together real nicely. Okay. Now, you were competitors, were you not? Yeah, we've always been friendly competitors, you know, and the the owners there and I were, were kind of reminiscing about that a little bit, about how we'd bump heads every once in a while, but then when things would get tough and either they would need something or we would need something. We didn't have a problem calling each other and, and working out a mutual agreement. You know, we were good, friendly competitors over the years, and we respected them, and and obviously they respected us as well. Yeah, well, I, I think that's great news. It sounds like a win-win for all parties, including the customers uh, that they had built up in uh, the Waukesha area after after so many years in business. Yeah, we're we're real excited to be out there, Dan. I, you know, we've worked at sports show with you for years and years and years, and that was one thing that I'd always hear from guys walking past our booth at the at the sports show is, when are you guys coming out to Waukesha? When are you guys coming out to Waukesha? I'd hear that time and time again. Well, I'm I'm happy to say we're out in Waukesha now. Well, fantastic. Well, Mike, we will let you go. I know you guys are busy with the the move and the transition. And you will continue on as a sponsor, and we'll be hearing your spots regularly on the show. And maybe we'll get you on uh, occasionally when there's some uh, interesting news to report or uh, a message for for folks uh, dealing with batteries. So thanks so much for your continued sponsorship, and uh, congratulations on the the acquisition, and good luck with the the new business adding to uh, Remy Battery. Dan, thank you very much, and we look forward to hearing you every week on the radio. All right, very good. We'll we'll talk again soon. That was Mike Miller. He is president of Remy Battery. They're located on 43rd and Lincoln in Milwaukee. You can also find them in Escanaba and Houghton in Michigan's UP. And now at Challenger Battery on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. And, of course, their website, RemyBattery.com. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Castle Rock and Petenwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. With more than 60 square miles of water, they offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds, great fishing, bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Nesita National Wildlife Refuge. Learn more at castlerock-petenwell.com or on Facebook at Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 miles of wooded ATV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to hike to, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the ExploreFlorenceCounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. The Midwest's largest fishing website, lake-link.com, is your online fishing resource. 90% of Lake Link's features are yours to use free of charge. And members get access to Lake Link's online lake map library, lets you get GPS coordinates of any spot on the lake, and export waypoints to your onboard electronics. Members also get free outdoor classified ads, discounts on online store merchandise, and a whole lot more. You can also listen to Outdoors Radio 24-7 on Lake Link. Listen to this week's show... 
Catch any of our past shows, subscribe to our podcast, or even sign up for our weekly e-newsletter so you'll know in advance what's coming up right here. Just type in the keyword radio. See what you've been missing. Log on to lake-link.com today. That's lake-link.com. If your rifle, shotgun, handgun, or muzzleloader needs work this season, call Roger Williams at Northern Magnetic, LLC. A licensed professional gunsmith for over 35 years, Roger can repair, customize, rebarrel, install sights and scope mounts, and more on all firearms, makes, and models. When you need a professional gunsmith, call Roger at 262-339-1798 or visit FixGuns.com. That's 262-339-1798 or FixGuns.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelm. We're brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. And they got great deals on new and used boats, so check out their website and Facebook page for details. We're also brought to you by Remy Battery, family-owned and operated since 1931, serving Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton, and now Waukesha as Challenger Battery, as we just heard. Let's start something. Details at RemyBattery.com. And by the Castle Rock and Petenwell Lakes Association, 60 square miles of fun on the water, CastleRock-Petenwell.com. And, folks, if you do come to uh, Fond du Lac this weekend for Walleye Weekend, Cedar Lake Sales will offer demo rides on a Yarcraft 219 and the new Camus DV-22. So check those out. And they'll also have boats on display on Oven Island. So I'm sure you'll be too busy doing what you do, Jeff. But uh, Yeah, yeah be I'll be on the island. Oh, uh, cool. I won't be far from them. But, uh, yeah, I probably won't get a chance to get over there. So I hope it goes well for them. Yeah. If you missed anything on today's radio show, you can check us out online at, out, at uh, Lake Link. You can go to the Outdoor Radio page. And download this show, past shows as well. And then, uh, you know what? You can follow Dan and, uh, and his hijinks throughout the week at Dan Small Outdoors, uh, on, uh, the social media channels. You can follow me at Hardwater Jeff. Been posting about, uh, bees and some old ice fishing videos and things like that on, on the social media channels for folks to check out too. You keep busy when you're not, even when you are tournament. Uh, <laughs> there's still yeah. plenty of things to I come home and there's stuff to do. It's just not as exciting yeah. to talk about on the radio sometimes. No. And I noticed I skipped my uh, my line here in the script. If you missed our TV show, Outdoor Wisconsin, or if you don't find it airing in your area now, you can always watch it on milwaukeepbs.org. And you can watch Deer Hunt Wisconsin Several years worth of shows on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin YouTube channel. We got a couple calendar items this week. The DNR reminds us that it is turtle nesting season. Watch for turtles crossing highways. I think we said this last week, but they're still out there. And if you want to help a turtle cross the road, make sure to point it in the direction it was headed because that's where it wants to go. Our friends at Ballard's Black Island Resort are offering a two-for-one summer deal. This is a great opportunity for a fishing experience you won't, uh, you'll have a hard time matching anywhere, even on Green Bay with those seven-pound walleyes. Uh, and they're up in Lake of the Woods. So I've been up there a couple times. We caught tons of walleyes, mostly eater size, a lot of smallmouths, northerns, perch, crappies, and even a few muskies. It could be the trip of a lifetime. So a two-for-one deal. Take advantage of this opportunity. It might not happen again. For details, visit blackisland.com and tell them you heard it on Outdoors Radio. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes at warrennelson.com and purchase his CD, Anglin' Wayne and the Trollers, which features our two theme songs. I'm Dan Small here with Jeff Kelm. Get outside this weekend, maybe up to Walleye Weekend, and say hi to Jeff if you're up there. Be sure to join us again next oh, week for Outdoors Radio. When the cool night swallows the moose's nose and the heron is fishing on one cold leg when the loon cries lover in the blue north wind I'll be trolling home to you When my 
gets a little chilly on the gunnel when my lazy Ike is just too lazy to lure when the worms go dry in the coffee can honey 